Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week. It's Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you again and glad to be with you as we celebrate the Chattanooga men's basketball team as they head into the NCAA tournament. The Southern Conference, though, tournament is where we will start with the man of the hour maybe the man of the week. David Jean Baptiste will join us. Dave is going to talk about those final four seconds. Coach Paris not calling the timeout and him hitting that unbelievable shot in overtime, a shot that you'll hear him talk about how he practiced that many, many times as a child growing up, as we all did, playing in the yard, playing in the driveway, on the playground somewhere as the clock winding down and you hit the three-pointer to win the game. You'll hear David Jean Baptiste talk about that. We'll also visit with Malachi Smith. Silvio De Sosa will be with us, and the head coach, the Mocs, Lamont Paris, will join us. We'll get his take on where this team is headed and the opponent they're going to face in the opening round of the NCAAs. But first, let's start it off again. They call him the mayor. DJB, David Jean Baptiste, joins us on Mocs on the Mic. Let's start with this, and you know where I'm going. All right. Take us, take us through that last play against uh, against Furman. You get the ball on the inbounds with four seconds left. What's going through your mind? Man, so first off, you know, tough, you know, tough basketball Buffalo. You know, he had a great game that game. Uh, great player as well. So, so once the layup went in, I look so. I mean, everyone's celebrating, you know, because if you, if you look at the video, I'm facing Furman's side. So it's like, okay, man, I, we had a game. Okay, like, I'm instantly, like, you could tell by even our own players' reaction. Like, everybody was like, all right, are we looking for timeout? Everybody kind of, like, just stood still, like, what are we doing? Time, I mean, so in my head, I looked up. I seen for a second. I'm like, man, like, that, that's enough time for a shot. Like, instantly, I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking shot. I'm like, that's enough time for a shot attempt. I think um, by seeing so many teams, like, lose without even getting a shot attempt up, and I was like, man, there's no – and it, no, no one – this could easily be my last game ever, you know, at Chattanooga. So I was just thinking, man, at least get at least get the attempt them, at least get the shot up in the air. So it was four seconds up. And for me, man, my my first instinct was just get as close as you can. Just get as close as you can. And, man, got the ball. And if, if, you, if you notice, I started going right, but then I veered all the way left. And so Hunter, Alex Hunter, great defender. So – my instinct was okay. I'm not getting around Hunter. It's too like quick of a player. So let me try to you know beat him to the other side going left. So man, I just just ran down, try to get as close as possible, and then got to that spot. Did the idea of a pass ever enter your mind, or did you know when you got that inbounds pass? This is me, win or lose. Here we go. Yeah, this is me, win or lose. Like win or lose, it was. I was uh, I was I was willing to put it on the line. I was willing to, you know, to put you know to to put it all on myself. You know, if the shot didn't fall, or whatever the case may be, I was willing to put everything on myself and just, you know, and just and just really just give my team, a, you know, just give my team all I all I all I had. Just leave it all on the court for them. Were you surprised that Lamont didn't call a timeout? Man, I'm, I wasn't surprised because on a like, vice versa. He like he always used to say like, you know, um, especially I get like I, I say if we're defending like that would be like he he wouldn't want like the other team to call a timeout because 
we will be on our – we always talk about, okay, like, you know, the defense will, will be on our heels, we, like, not having no like, – you know, because everyone's still trying to – everyone's still trying to, you know, set up. So, but not – but, like, calling the timeout, you know, you'll give the defense a chance to set up things in that nature. And we, we talked about that in practice. So, I'm surprised he did it. And I think that's what made me go get the ball, too, because like, if you could tell all the, like, all the other teammates, everybody was looking – Looking to the sideline, like timeout, like what's going on, what's going on, and then me just, man, just me and Coach Pray just having that, you know, having that instinct, you know, instinct, me- me, like mental. It was just, man, Coach usually, you know, he like don't call timeout. The defense, like everybody's still like, still, you know, it, it, we still got four seconds left. So for me, it was just nah, just, just go and get in, just at least get a shot because everyone's still, everyone's still psyched about the shot before. So like, man, we still got a chance. Four seconds is a lot of time. So there I go. Let me tell you, from watching that thing on TV, that ball felt like it hung in the air for about five minutes. Man. I mean, I was I was counting the revolutions as the ball was turning <laughs> over after it left your hands. Did it feel like it was that long to you? Man, it did. It definitely did. Like, because like when I once I shot it, I couldn't see. I like so I'm not sure what what's the guy name number number five on front of the the other defender that was there. Like, but he they played it as perfectly as you can on a defensive standpoint without fouling, like that was the best way you could ask them, you know, to defend that. And so like once I shot his hands, so I could, I couldn't see the ball until because you could see once I shot it, I had to, I bounced a little bit to the left and was kind of like looking, like look around to see like what, like I thought I shot it too far. Right. So I'm thinking, Oh man, that's, that's off. And then like it dropped and went through the net. It was lost feeling at that point. Hey, how big was that three by AJ on the position before that tied it? That's, that's the play that, that that's the game right there. That's that's the game that people gotta understand. If that play don't happen, there's no there's no end of there's no three pointer by me at the end. Like that's the play. AJ, that's that's the play right there. You tested the draft waters last year. What did you learn in that process a year ago? Strengths and weaknesses. I learned how. Even you know, like a lot may say, I'm a well, I'm seasoned player. You know, being been a so-called you know six years, you know, being a college level six years. People would say, oh well, you know, he's seasoned. He's you know, he's played a lot of games. This down third, and to see how much growth I still have left, it was, it was, it it was motivating. It was motivating. It was humbling. It was eye-opening. It was everything. So it was it was definitely like definitely see like it was definitely eye-opening for me. Like still like still got so much more to grow. So it's it's definitely like. Definitely, like, bright. Definitely bright. How much better are you today than you were a year ago? Man, from from the physical standpoint, mental standpoint, man, just, I think just, from every, I mean, cause it's a part of life. I think, um, you know, we grow, we learn, we go through experiences for a reason. We learn through those situations. And I think a year ago from today, man, just so much, so much done change. You know, so much, you know, so much experience that happened, so many different situations. And then, you know, as, as humans, we have you no, know, you know, we have nothing but to grow from those things. So and I feel like I definitely like just grow, just grew from a lot. Just learn, just learn from myself, you know, just learning, just learning more about me and like being the best me possible. And I think a year ago from today, I'm you know, a much better person. So you were here when this team was the youngest team in college basketball and then the second youngest team in college basketball. And now you guys are, I mean, there's <laughs> you, there's, you know, yeah, Silvio, got Josh. there's Ieni, <laughs> Avery, you guys have all, you're a bunch of old men now. 
how yeah. much how much of a an advantage is that for you going into March? Man, all those guys got you know college game experiences and and all those guys knows what it takes, you know, to win at a high level. And especially Silvio having played in March Madness before. So it's definitely it's definitely a, a huge advantage, you know, having those experiences. Guys knows what it takes, guys. And even a guy like Darius, you know, who, who who's played in the, you know, at a high level too. So it's definitely it's definitely like a a big a, a big difference maker, I could say. Just from an overall, you know, guys know how to react to certain situations, adversity hits, you know. So college basketball has been a uh it's been a ride for you here, man. Mm. It's been a it, it's been a heck of a ride for you. You look back over the six years, what would David Jean Baptiste today like to say to that kid that was a red shirt freshman six years ago? Man, I'll just tell that kid, man, whatever you're feeling right now, whatever, you know, whatever thing that may have you down, just just keep pushing, man. Just I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell Dave, stormy weathers don't last forever. I'll, that's what I'll tell Redshirt Dave because I remember, man, just going through that, especially that first year, going through that Redshirt year, you know, not playing in those games. And, you know, you got, you got, you got friends, you know, family just – you know, not being able to see me play, you know, but, and also I'll just tell him, man, your time is coming. I think I'll tell Dave, your, your time is coming. Just, just stay patient, you know, just stay patient and you know, just, just, just stay with it. Just stay with it. Just stay with it. So what's it like being the most popular guy on campus right now? Oh my God, <laughs> man, it's a, it's unbelievable. It's unreal because even like, cause even everything up to that point was already, you know, DJ B3, great career, you know, great player, great person, you know, boom, whatever. And then now for a moment like that to happen, it's, it's like, it's almost like, it's, it's, unreal. it's like, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's like, it's surreal. It's surreal. Could you have imagined as a kid growing up in Miami and everybody does it right in the backyard, you're counting mm. down five, four, three on a playground somewhere, uh, you know, playing pickup somewhere, goofing with your friends, you do that, but to actually do it on that stage now, and all of a sudden, you know, you're on that, that play was shown on good morning America. The next day they're talking about it. I mean, could you have imagined that as a kid in Miami? Never. Never, never in a hundred years, man. Somebody, man, someone would have told me this would happen, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, man, like you said, man, as a kid, man, I used to have, <laughs> I used to be in the front of the house just doing the same thing. No matter where it was, I would just count down. Mom used to tell me, you know, go inside, it's getting late. I'm like, no, I got to, I got to hit the game winner. I still, I still got to make it before I get in. Like, <laughs> yeah, I used, I used to have, I used to have a crate outside. It, I, I didn't even have a room. I used to have like a, one of those crates. And I used to have a yep. bas- yeah, the basketball to shoot it in, like, man. And, I, and I, my mom was like, no, it's time to come. I, it's crazy. I remember that. My mom's come inside. I'm like, no, nah, I got to make it. I got to make it. And then for a moment like that to come true, man, it's, it's unbelievable. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it as always. Uh, we're going to do this again uh, at some point in time because we got, we got six years worth of stuff to talk about. But, you know, you've been so much fun to watch play. I've told you that before. And, uh, man, just – so happy for you to have this kind of success and uh man i'm i'm excited i'm excited for sunday and let's see where you guys are going next man let's see man let's do it why not us 
thanks to David Jean Baptiste, who has probably appeared on Mox on the Mic more than anybody else. I think he's been on more than Coach Paris has, honestly, over the time that we've been doing this uh, this podcast. But appreciate uh, Dave always being willing to uh, to give us a little bit of time. Malachi Smith is coming off a tremendous year for Chattanooga. He's the Southern Conference's Basketball Player of the Year, and we got a chance to sit down with Malachi Smith. We talk hoops and we talk sneakers. Here's our conversation with Malachi Smith. So where were you on the floor when Dave took that shot Monday night? I was right next to him. Literally, I was to his left. I was right next to him. What was your view when it left his hands? Do you remember what went through your mind? Um, just I, I saw I had a chance to go in, and then the moment it went through the net, I didn't believe it. And I looked at him and I saw him taking his jersey off. So I just chased after him. <laughs> People don't always get a chance to see all the work that goes into the process, especially with the type of season that, that you've had. What's the work been like for you? Um, it's been consistent. It's been crazy, um, intense to say the least. Um, but it's, I got to push myself to the limits if I want to get to where I want to go. And if we wanted to have the season we wanted to have, I knew um, I had to be more of a leader. I had to, you know, make better decisions as a player, as a point guard, and uh, be ready whenever my name was called for certain situations. So I just repped out a lot of different things to make sure I was ready. Southern Conference Player of the Year. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations on that. From a personal standpoint now, what's this been like? Um, surreal. Um, Everything I've hoped, everything I've hoped for, dreamed for, you know, I wrote it down that this was going to happen. But you know, when it even when it does happen, you still um, are blessed and thankful for just the recognition and the opportunity to win an award like that. You know, a lot of people, um, a lot of great players have won it, and I think just being able to say in history that I'm one of the players that have um, is a great feeling. When did you write that down? Uh, 2020, uh, during COVID. What all was on that list? Um, March Madness, SoCon Player of the Year. Uh, one of my favorite Bible verses, Proverbs 3, 5, which says, trust in the Lord um, and lean out on your own understanding for he'll make your path straight. Um, I put stay anchored and I put um, do what only you can do. Which is yeah, have you? My bad. Are there little check marks there? No, there's no check marks. It's still on my wall, but uh, if I put if I have more, I just write it on another sticky note. <laughs> so I have a lot of sticky notes in my room. What was the last one you wrote? Um, I wrote about controlling what I could control and not worrying about things I'd have no control over. And um, I wrote that. I would be invited to the NBA combine. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because you tested the draft waters a little bit last year and you decided to come back. What did you learn during that process last year? I learned what it takes to elevate your game when you're not on the court. So even when you're not in the gym, there's still ways that you can improve your game nutritionally, um, sleep, uh, recovery, and active recovery, 
watching film and I just saw like all the work that you put in when you're not on the field or on the court. And um, it's really a grind. It doesn't stop. So just because you're not in the gym doesn't mean you're just sitting, not doing anything. You're still stretching. You're still making sure you're eating and drinking a gallon of water a day. You're watching film. Um, like I said, doing all those things, even when you're not on the court. There were times this year when it was almost like you were, you were just unconscious. I mean, there were times when I felt like you couldn't miss. Um, you were definitely in that, in that zone, as they say, can you feel that? Do you know that when you're, uh, when you're having one of those nights? Yeah, for sure. Um, the rim just looks bigger, but I'm always going to be confident. Every time the ball lays my hand, I'm confident about the shot. So when a couple go in, it just only increases my confidence and, uh, everything I shoot, I've worked on. I don't shoot anything I haven't worked on or I haven't made multiple times. So you know, once you see a few go down, you just feel like, you know, your, your confidence just grows every time the ball leaves your hands. Is that something you know in pregame, or is that something that kind of develops as you get into the game? Um, it just develops in the game. After the first shot, you kind of get a feel, because in warm-ups, there's been games where I shot terribly and I made every shot in warm-ups, and there's been games where I missed three shots the whole game, and I missed, I didn't make one shot in warm-ups, so it kind of just depends on like the feel of the game and how the first couple of shots goes. Your first step it, I, I don't know if this is a conscious thing, something that you've put effort into, but I just feel like you're that, that first step from you, when, when you go to take somebody off the dribble, your ability to just blow by people has really improved since you've been here. Is that something you've worked on? Uh, yeah, um, it's something that, you know, working on your quickness, working on your speed, working on your strength, that all helps with your first step. But also um, attacking the defender, you know, reading the, reading the defender's feet, uh, sorry, reading the defender's feet and seeing their stance and also reading the defense. You know, um, I think last year I would try to drive places that weren't available, but this year I've been more conscious of where the defense is where the defender is, how they're guarding me, and then um, just going from there. And um, I'm able to read that by, like I said, watching film, studying um, a lot of players and seeing how um, they use, you know, different methods to create opportunities and, you know, use their first step as well. What's this week been like for you guys? I mean, coming back off the huge win, the buzzer beater, they're, they're talking about you guys on ESPN. You're being talked about. I mean, even the – uh, national morning news shows are are showing highlights and and how that game went against Furman. What's this week been like? Uh, it's been it's been crazy. Like I saw I saw the word I have to say. It's just been crazy. Uh, we're getting a lot of recognition, but um, you know we told you know as a team we talked and we said it's time for the next step. You know we're not just satisfied with just making March Madness. We want to win games and we want to make a statement and continue to shock the world. So, you know, yesterday I practiced, we came in with that mentality. We got practice today and then, you know, we're going to keep practicing, preparing. And then once Sunday hits, you know, we'll see who we play and then we're going to do what we need to do to make sure we're ready to win. Do you care where you go? Do you care who you play? Does, does any of that matter? No, it does not matter. At this point we're here, it's March. I don't care who we play. I don't care where we got to go. I don't care if we got to play outside. Check ball. 
That's my that's my <laughs> opinion. That's how I think. Just check the ball up. Do you know there's another Malachi Smith that plays college basketball at Dayton? Yeah, uh, I heard about it. And it's crazy because I went to Wright State, which is 10 minutes from University of Dayton. So like it's just crazy. Like, what if I was at what if I was still at Wright State and here that day and like <laughs> that they would have had it like give like a sponsorship or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know him personally. You know, I know he's doing great things over there at Dayton. But every time I hear about him, I'm like, they're like just 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 clarify. You're talking about Malcolm Smith from Chattanooga or Malcolm Smith from Dayton. I have heard that you're a sneakerhead. Is that is that true? Would you would you clarify yourself? Consider yourself a sneakerhead? Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, I have a lot of sneakers, and I have a lot of styles of them. So, I would consider myself a sneakerhead. How many pairs do you have? Sheesh, I don't know. Like with me, or like in total? Because I have some at my mom's house too. So, how, hey. how many do you have with you here in Chattanooga? Uh, about 40. What's your favorite pair? Like if I'm going sneaker shopping today, what, what pair am I going to want you to buy? Yeah. Where do I go? What do I start with? Um, there it's these Nike ones. They're called Sakai waffles. They're, they're really, they're really comfortable. I like them. And then they have two shoestrings. So like, and the shoestring looks like a ribbon. So I, I would probably tell you to get those. Now, what's that going to put me back? What's, what's that going to cost me? We'll have to discuss that <laughs> off, uh, off, off camera. <laughs> I don't want to say that on camera. Malachi, listen, you have been, uh, man, you have been so much fun to, to watch and, and just to see where this team is right now. Um, what do you feel like you guys do the best? What's the strength of this team right now, today? with 27 wins going into the NCAA tournament? I think our strength is our, our con, uh, camaraderie. Like, we play together. We don't have a selfish team. You know, I think we're one of the most unselfish teams in the country. Um, we don't have a lot of guys that are just focused on their own stats. They want to, Everybody on the team wants to do whatever it takes to win. Um, obviously, we're good on the defensive end. You know, we've had some nights where we weren't really good, but what's consistent, what's consistent with us is um, our defense and how we share the ball. And um, I just think that's what sets us apart from a lot of teams. Do you think it, it has helped this team because you guys do have so much experience? I mean, you've you've played a lot of ball. Silvio is a is a, a graduate student. Uh, Baptiste is a graduate student. AJ's played a lot. Banks, Ieni. I mean, so many of you guys have played. Whether it was here or other places, this is a mature basketball team. Yeah, um, it has helped. Um, you know, games where we're down by double digits or shots aren't falling, we keep our confidence. Maybe if we're a younger team, we would stop shooting or our confidence would waver. But we've all been around long enough to know a 10-point lead is nothing. And um, we've all been in situations where we've had huge comebacks. And we've also had situations where a lot of players were, we were up by 10, 15, and we've lost the games. So we know that when we face adversity, that the things that we need to do to overcome it. I know you talked a moment ago about, you know, playing in the, in the NBA and, and that being, that being a dream. Have you had the opportunity? Have you gotten feedback from scouts? Have they told you where they feel like you are, what you need to work on or what you, what they need to see from you going forward? 
um, I can't talk to them during the season. So only like my coaches and stuff know that I'm guessing, but um, I know that that whole process will take care of itself um, at the right time. So all I do is just focus on what I got to do to get better and focus on doing whatever I got to do to help this team win. And, you know, all that stuff will take care of itself at the right time. Malik, I appreciate it, man. Congratulations on a phenomenal year and, and best of luck in the NCAA tournament. Appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. Congratulations again for a tremendous season for Malachi and winning the Southern Conference's Player of the Year. There's maybe no player on this Chattanooga roster going back to the summer that fans were more excited to see get on the floor than Silvio De Sosa, former five-star, transferred in from Kansas, and certainly he did not disappoint with his ability to dunk the basketball this year, and he had a really nice tournament with uh, a double-digit rebound performance for the Mox in that semifinal game uh, in the Southern Conference against Wofford. Here's our conversation now with Silvio De Sosa. Silvio, take us through that final shot that uh, David Jean hit the other night. From your, your spot on the floor, what were you able to see? What was going through your mind? Take us through that play. Oh man, that that final shot uh, to me personally, uh, it was just like you know a lot of emotions going through my going through my head, and uh, it got to the point that I I was just so shocked that I could I couldn't feel my body. I didn't know like how to react. I didn't know what was going on. You know, it just I was basically just you know I basically just thought about you know the past two three years of my life in college and uh, in the split of a of a like 30 seconds and that that's really all that was going on and uh it was just hard to believe you know you know you you face all those all those like trials and uh and you know everything else and and for now just be here be able to have fun again with your brother the only thing that has really been able to slow you down this year has has been the injury bug. How healthy are you right now going into this tournament? Well, I'm super healthy. You know, uh, no, no, I continue to work on on uh, some exercise that I still have to do, but you no, know, other than that, I feel like I feel 100. percent You've been to an NCAA tournament before. Uh, had a nice little run through the NCAA tournament when you were at Kansas. Have you talked to these guys uh, about what it's going to be like and and what they can expect? No, I remember the first, uh, very first few weeks of me being on campus or of us like practicing team, and I told these guys, you know, do you guys think that you know playing basketball is fun? Let's make it to March Madness and see how much fun it is. And you know, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if they if they remembered. What I told when I told them then, and you know they're gonna see it's a, it's a great experience, and I just always try to remind them. Listen, we're playing for something bigger than you know than ourselves right now. I get it, but let's just you know uh, stay focused and just do the little things and and play together together. Because if you if we play together, we're gonna we're gonna go much farther. We put ourselves in this position. Why not? Why not finish the right way? Why not get to all the way to March Madness and just, you know, take one game at a time? 
And, uh, that's here we are. Did you ever have any doubt going through this season that you would end up in this position, 27 wins, Southern Conference Tournament Championship, regular season championship, and headed back to the tournament? I did not, to be honest. You know, when, when I, what I had in mind was that I, we wouldn't lose more than three games, to be honest. That's, that's what I had planned, but. You know, it didn't. It, that plan failed, and uh, you know, just we, we just continued to work, and you know, we 20, 24, 27, seven, and uh, we now we in March Madness, and I always, I, I always knew that we were going to make it to March Madness. You know, we even at the time when Coach Ferris were recruiting me, and uh, you know, we talked about it, Coach. We're gonna, we're gonna beat that. We're gonna be March Madness good, and. Uh, we're gonna be a better team even then after after we make it, you know. And and here we are, you know, just like we talked about. What led you to Chattanooga? Love, you know. Um again, I'm going I'm gonna go back to how, how I felt for the last two or three years of my life. And uh, you know. I I seen too many uh, many different people. You know, I seen people that showed love, but it wasn't really love. I seen people that, you know, were so mean, rude, rude to me, like throughout my ups and down. And you know, when I came here, Coach Perry showed me love, and you know, I, it, it was for the first time he I actually felt like I was I wasn't alone. And uh, you know they just they just gave it out to me and uh, you know coming in here I made sure to introduce him to uh, to my girlfriend and you know my girlfriend is one per is a person that has been so important to me in that I just talked to her about Chattanooga and how I feel about Chattanooga and uh, knowing that she wants she she has my best interest you know she wants to see me happy and uh, she. She just told me, she was, I think Chattanooga is the place that you're most excited about, even when I came on my visit. And I just, you know, I didn't know the community as well then, but I knew the the, the players and I knew the coaches. And, you know, it was it was just great. And it was a great feeling. I feel loved. And uh, that's the main reason why I came to Chattanooga. You seem like a guy that has had fun here. Uh, how enjoyable has this year in Chattanooga been for you? Oh, man. I'm having a lot of fun, to be honest. You know, it's, uh, I was just talking to somebody a few, a few days ago. I said, that's the most fun I ever had in my life. You know, I'm just, I'm just enjoying it. At this point, it's not even, it's not even about playing basketball anymore. It's just like, I'm just happy. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's how it is. I'm just enjoying my time here, having fun. And, uh, man. It's, it's lovely. I, I want you to talk to me uh, about something, a, a part of the game. Um, because I remember back, I don't know, November maybe it was, when they had uh, the promotion there in the arena. I think they call it Education Day or something like that. And they bus right. in just a whole ton of kids. And during warm-up, every time you dunked, those kids went crazy. They went nuts, and of course, you got a chance to do it in the game, and, and all those kids went, they went wild. Talk to me though about the lob. 
what there, there's an art, right. For a guy, whether it's David Jean or, or Tata or, or Malachi, whoever, there is an art to putting that ball up there for you, right. To go get it and throw it down. You know, uh, before every game, I'm going to be honest before every game, I try to tell my guard to just like, listen, if you're going to throw me and I'll let you do not under throw, just throw as, as high. The higher you throw, I will get it regardless. I much rather you throw the ball all the way out, out to the stands than under throw. And, you know, I just make sure you tell them where to throw according to the backboard it is. And uh, I always get it. And if I don't get it, then it's, it's, it's going to be on me. I'll put that on me. And, uh, you know, they, they always, they always you know, understand the assignment. And they always do the right thing. Just they never under throw it. It's always on the, on the spot. And I'm there for just going to finish the job. And those kids, man, you know, I, I love kids. And playing in front of kids was just like one. It was just a positive energy out there that day. And uh, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that. You played soccer as a kid. When did basketball become a thing for you? Uh, I think basketball became a thing for me when I turned either – 11 or 12 years old, can't really remember. But yeah, that's when I, when I first started. And I was just like, you know, at first I went, my mom wanted me to try something different. And, uh, you know, it just, man, I stopped playing. I fell in love with the, with the, with the sport. How, so how tall were you at 11, 12 years old? I was super tall for my age. I will say that I was really tall and, uh, and then, you know, I just kept, kept going, growing. You came here from the transfer portal and it, it worked out really nicely for you. I mean, you've talked about how happy you've been being in Chattanooga. What advice would you give guys who are in that same situation right now? For those guys that are in the same situation, I would say most of the guys I saw like locked in trying to you know trying to find a place that's like the you know top d1 schools and stuff but i would say like just follow your heart man you know there's a lot of places out there that can love you just as much as anywhere else and you know just find a place where your heart feels like it belongs and belongs to and just gotta gotta put your faith in god and uh He'll, he'll guide you the, the right the right direction. You found a place where, I mean, you, you talked about the embrace from the coaching staff and from your teammates. And certainly I think this community as well, and, and in particular, mock fans have have really taken to you. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys on that team that that you could claim are, are fan favorites, you being one of those. College basketball has been a wild ride for you, and it hadn't always been easy, I know. Oh, man. It's a, it's was it worth it? Was it worth it? Was, it? Uh, uh, first one, I'm going to say, first one I was going through it out, you know, I, 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 I questioned God a few times. But then I, when it, when after everything was, like, done over with, you know, I wasn't questioning God anymore. I just thank him for putting me through those situations. You know, uh, I think I was the, one of his soldiers that he chose, you know, to go through it. And, uh, and, uh, and I fought through, you know, just to see and test my, test my fate. 
and see how much you know how much I would I would believe in him or uh, just give him his glory. And now I'm here. Like if I, I I'm just not like a few days ago I was thinking like if God really put me through all that just to put me here to see me how happy I am right now I would do it again if I had to. But you know. I think I, I, my belief is that, you know, I knew throughout that hard time, you know, I, I wasn't alone. God was with me through it all. And, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm happy. Maybe that, that was his plans for me. I don't know. But I just know that now I'm in a much better place when, that when I look back at it, it was just like, you know, I think now I understand why. Because I'm just I'm in a place where I'm so loved. I'm in a place where... Everybody's nice. I, I have never heard about Chattanooga until now, until I decided to come for a visit. But hey, everybody here, it's like heaven. Everybody loves you. Everybody's nice, nice people. And hey, that's that's really that's really all that I understand. That you know, God had a better plan for me. So what's next for you? Once this season comes to a close. You've you've explored the NBA draft in in previous years, but but what's immediately what's next for you? Again, my my main goal, which is really just make it to the NBA. I'm here whenever the season season is over. If we you know we end the season the right way, uh, I'm hoping to put my name in the draft and just see how it goes from there. Silvio, thanks so much, man. You've been so much fun to watch this year. I wish you all the best. And hopefully we get a chance to do this again uh, in a couple of weeks and talk about some, some NCAA tournament wins. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. Well, thanks to DJB, Malachi, and Silvio De Sosa for being with us and appreciate all those guys opening up some good stuff from all of us but for, from all of them. But before we finish... We got a visit with the Southern Conference's Coach of the Year in Lamont, Paris, as we talk NCAA tournament. Here's Coach Paris. Congratulations, sir. Thanks, Chris. I, I appreciate that. What a fun, what a fun ride it's been, and uh, just uh, uh, I can't say enough about this group of guys. Not only as basketball players, but even more just as as people. And I get I get to be around them on an everyday basis, which is awesome. You're a Big Ten guy. How much do you know about uh, how much do you know about Illinois? Uh, I'm assuming you and Brad Underwood have shared a cup of coffee somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We were actually we were both playing in. Uh, I think we were in the Maui Classic at one point together. Um, but uh, a good guy, fiery, energetic guy. But 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 nice guy. I don't know him that well, but a nice guy in my interactions with him. But uh, but yeah, familiar with him, Justin. And and kind of their style and their personnel. I've seen their personnel and talked to, with some other guys in the league enough just during the course of the season. I, I follow the Big Ten as I just am watching games on a on a normal Saturday night. If we played a Saturday afternoon game, I'll catch some of those or a Sunday matinee game. And so um, just familiar with it. It'll be a physical game, that's for sure. Obviously, they've got the likes of Kofi Coburn, but they've got some perimeter guys that are prolific scorers and shooters as well. So... Um, it's a true combination of inside-outside game for them. Uh, um, you know, they throw it in there to Kofi. I'd probably throw it in there every single possession with a guy <laughs> that big, but uh, but they do throw it in there. So it'll be a good challenge. We, it's a good matchup for us in that we have, uh, you know, three or four guys that we can put in there against against a guy like that, and 
and give them different looks. One guy will be a little more athletic. One guy will be a little more uh, use quickness a little bit more. And, uh, just some different looks in different ways so he doesn't get comfortable with what they do and, and try to get those guards off the three-point line and, and uh, 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 get to where we can do what we do offensively. But, but good matchup. They're all good matchups. The, ma- the best matchup is the one that's there right in front right. of you that you're right. playing in. So we're excited about that. But we're going to prepare. We're going to prepare to win the game. We'll have a good game plan, and we'll be ready to play. Are you able to – like, did you have an idea coming into today that, hey, there's there's a chance we're going to see Illinois? Do you have – or were you just as surprised as everybody else? I mean, you, you know there's a range of – right? Like, let's say you're going to be a 13. Well, then there the 13 plays the four. Well, there are probably – seven, eight teams that are in contention of a four, but you also could be a 12. So then you have to look at seven or eight teams that could be a five. So if you're doing that, there's no, I mean, you're just looking and just saying, all right, any one of these teams, it could be like, I just don't think you can put too much stock in it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't help you. You're not going to, what are you going to do? Start fake scouting somebody (laughs) early. So you just wait to see who you uh, get enjoy the moment of 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 uh discovering your location and your opponent and then like i said we'll we'll begin now to roll our sleeves up and start game planning chattanooga head coach lamont paris with us here is uh mox will head to pittsburgh on uh on friday to take on illinois this has been a you know i, I talked about it with casey i've talked about it with malachi with dave with silvio this group has been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I, in talking with some of the Sweet 16 guys when they were in town a couple of weeks ago, there doesn't seem to be they, – they told me there were no clicks on that team. We were all together. Yeah. Feels like this team's the same. Yeah. I mean, if there are, I don't know of them. I don't – and I, I just – we just got a group of guys collectively that want the team to put the team first. And uh, everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to play 30 minutes a game or more and score 20 points a game. Everyone does, right? And, uh, but we have a group of guys that recognize that that's not realistic for everyone. And they accept the role that they have. They thrive in that role, right? And I can rely upon them. And more importantly, their teammates can rely upon them to perform that role. And so, yeah, I just don't think anyone cares who scores. That's the, that ends up oftentimes – being the root of a lot of issues is is who's getting what shots and who's the I just don't think we have a team that cares if one guy and, and I think that's evidence we have we've had four or five six guys on this team this season that have scored their career high uh, and so just got a lot of guys that can that can put the ball in the basket and a lot of guys that don't don't really care if it's you or me as long as you know we're we're all for the mocks. Why not call the timeout against Furman there at the end in overtime? Um, I didn't in regulation, and we got a shot close to the free throw line. Uh, I actually wasn't going to in in overtime. Then I tried in overtime, which they didn't see, and then I was going to not after there was a small window of about a second to two seconds where it would have made sense. But so, yeah. So you did try. Yeah. You did try. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to get the ball front court and then 
take the timeout? Was that was that your plan? So broken floor is always a good situation. Again, at the end of regulation, we had almost the exact scenario. Malachi Smith ended up getting down towards the free throw line. So same deal. Ball gets outletted to Dave. It's coming down the field court and being advanced. If he stays on a straight line dribble, I don't call anything. He started to go sideways. So now we're going to get a half-court heave, it appeared. So I tried to call timeout during that window. Then he advanced it beyond that, and then there's no more timeout. I don't want a timeout at that point. So, yeah. Well, you've seen that happen a couple of times over the course of your career. Anything like that in that moment? Uh, I mean, that's a tough – that's a tough loss. That's one of the toughest losses. But I've been a, I've been around some other ones. I've been on both sides of some really tough games. Uh, we played Xavier to go to the Sweet 16. Yeah, we played Xavier to go to the Sweet 16. They it was a tie ball game. They had the ball. We took a charge with like five seconds left to get the ball back. Inbounded it to half court. Caught it there with like two seconds left and we drew up a side out of bounds to like that's why I was going to call timeout like in two seconds I got some things that I think we could get some things done in two seconds if it's under that you don't want it with 0.7 seconds right but uh that was one and then when I was at Akron wow we had a we had a tough loss against Miami of Ohio to go to the NCAA tournament in the MAC conference championship game and they banked a shot in at the buzzer from from just beyond half court and it was uh that was pretty that was pretty devastating at the time so, so what's the next couple of days like for you guys? Did, do you have a plan? If we, we play Friday, we leave then. If we, you know, if you were playing Thursday, you'd leave. What, what's your plan? Yeah, for the I don't know what day we'll leave uh, yet, um, usually a couple of days out. But I, I figure out what they have planned for us at the, the NCAA tournament's a little bit different. Sometimes they have things going on. So we'll figure out what day we leave for sure. But, um, but yeah, we, we've had the luxury of have being done with our conference tournament for a little while. So we've had a couple days' worth of break and to rest and do our thing. We've had a couple practices where we were focusing on ourselves. And then we'll get back at it tomorrow with some preparation for specifically for uh, Illinois and some of the things that will lead us to have success against them. But, uh, yeah, it'll just be, you know, normal, some practices, uh, and then and then we'll take off probably Wednesday at the latest, I would say. Maybe we'll practice here maybe Tuesday night even. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave that to the guys that are in charge of figuring out when we leave. <laughs> Coach, I appreciate it. Thank you. Congratulations. Sure, appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing the mocks in action in the NCAA tournament and looking forward to being back with you again next week here on Mocks on the Mic. Thanks again to David Jean Baptiste, Malachi Smith, Silvio De Sosa, and the head coach of the Mocks, Lamont Paris. Thanks to our producer, Tate Johnson, for putting this all together and doing some heavy editing today as well. Thanks to you for joining us also. This has been Mocks on the Mic. We'll see you again next week. Until then, so long, everybody, and go Mocks. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.